Welcome to the Theory of Conspiracy. My name is Mike, and as always, I'm joined with Roll. And how are you doing today, Roll? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling, feeling good. How about yourself? Uh, you know, fantastic, man. I mean, I'm, I'm just glad that we get to do this. And, uh, and today we are talking about AI and um, the conspiracy theories and just the, the current events that kind of like are surrounding that at the moment. Um, with any new technology, you're going to get, you know, conspiracy theories and stuff like that. But some of these are pretty interesting. And the, the thing that's really interesting is that AI as a tool uh, helping debunk and to prove certain conspiracy theories. So uh, I think we'll just start with that. Um, so with the um, AI, uh, it kind of came onto the forefront, I would say, what, like a year, year and a half ago is when it became like really mainstream with like ChatGPT and, and stuff like that and and stuff. What, what, what is your experience with that while, while I'm looking at my, my notes here? I have been a big embracer of AI, and I think people who, uh, even people in the workplace or just that know me in certain circles, I seem to be the guy that's really at the forefront of that, pushing yeah, the chat GPTs back when it was either earlier, people weren't weren't uh, weren't really hip to it, and and kind of, I think myself, I as a tool to ask questions, as a tool to sort of automate and improve things, like I was very much like, I, I guess some people don't can't wrap their head around like the chat GPT in the early stages and I was like okay well for example this is what I did I but I run I ran my resume through it instead of taking it to one of those places that you know hey I'll, I'll proofread your resume and give you feedback I started doing the, doing my resumes through that or or um when you want to write a what are those those letters to the what the hell are those letters? Not an offer letter, but uh, like the cover, the cover letter. Cover letter—that's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, what a pain in the butt for a bunch of jobs that they may not even look at you. But me and ChatGPT team up, and I say this is what I'm looking for. Write me up a letter, and bam! And people are like, "Oh wow, that's pretty cool. I'm going to start doing that as well too." Um, even legal papers, things you would go to a doctor and say, "Hey, write me up a, a prenup bill," or uh, you know something about. Uh, maybe something when you're dealing with your real estate and you can put some prompts in there and it'll be e- very easy to do. So just things like that. I've been a very big proponent of that. And I've, I have probably inspired a good number of people to use it. Uh, so I guess, uh, yeah. I mean, I used, I used it on this last run, you know what I mean? And uh, it, it was a, it was a game changer. I mean, I got a couple of interviews. Um, the, the one thing with it too, is, is it kind of, it kind of like, uh, you know, makes your, your resume or your uh, cover letter for that matter. Uh, it basically, uh, you put the job description and what they're looking for, and it takes all the stuff that's already in your resume and just kind of does that for you. So you know, it takes like the thinking out of like, okay, like what what is my connection? Like I know I can do this job. I know that I'm qualified to do this job, but sometimes it's hard to, um, like you said, like just it it you're you're putting out 15, you know, and everything is you have to. It's not just putting out your resume. You have to fill out their own application. So it takes, you know, it's time consuming. So this just takes some of the time off of it. Um, the one thing that I've kind of really embraced was um, kind of making, um, like I'm an, I'm an artist, like I like to draw and I like to paint and, and I like to, uh, you know, do uh, digital art and stuff like that. And um, so uh, I like also inputting, you know, prompts into it to have AI generated art. And I know that's like, you know, a lot of artists are, kind of pissed off about that but you know when you're looking at ai generated art you know it's not like this uh secret you know it's not like you're taking ownership of it but like 
with uh, the reels and the TikToks and stuff like that, like you're seeing more and more of these uh, AI generated like uh, shots that are, you know, put into the edit of, of like a, a story, like a, a conspiracy theory or, you know, a, you know, a scary story or something like that. And they, and they, and then you can just create, you know, whatever you want alongside with um, AI. And I know that there's some legal stuff that's popping up with that because basically the AI goes over the internet and like, you know, takes other images and combines it and then creates the art for you. So there's right. original artists or, well, I should have, um, you know, ownership of my art. Um, but what's really cool is that there's, there's things that are coming out where there's like digital, you know, uh, watermarks now that kind of throws off the AI. It's kind of like, almost like uh, you ever log into something that's like, I'm not a robot. And then, um, you have to like click on all the other, you know, like what's a bridge, what, you know, show, we're, we're, click on all the bicycle wheels or whatever. And basically it, it allows you to protect your art. So uh, the innovations that are coming from the response to AI is also interesting, but it's like, we're living in this brave new world. You know what I mean? Where it's just kind of, you know, we're, we're going to figure out how this is going to work. I mean, I don't think it's going anywhere. What are your thoughts on it going anywhere? Oh no, um, not, not going anywhere. It's going, it's going to just go everywhere. Uh, just to just to kind of circle back on some points you raised there, uh, just to touch on the resumes one last time, is is before you get to a, a person, an HR person, you go through what's called an, an an ATS system, an automatic tracking system. So you have to beat the robot. So your a robot is basically scanning your resume, and it, you know you could be a boss at this place, and you were great here. You won this award, all that stuff. La 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 la. You won the medal of the presidential jagoff thingamajig. But is that, what, a, is that an official uh, award, the presidential jagoff thingamajig? Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a there's a whole ceremony and everything. Thanks. So, okay. I mean, it's, it's, I want pretty, I want that award. That's why I'm asking. It It sounds like really prestigious. It's, it's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty prestigious. Yeah, I, I was yeah. going to say that. There's a prestigious award there. But just because you get the Jagoff Award doesn't mean you're going to get the job. So the ATS it, it may impress your general HR person who's like, oh, yeah, I need. Look to at this Jagoff jigger. Yeah. yeah. Right. But you may not get to that person because there's a robot scanning your resume. So Fuck basically. It's looking, there's so in any job uh, application um, or job um, description, it's looking at certain key points, right? Like I need someone who's uh, able to take feedback and able to work in a fast paced environment, able to do this. So there's certain keywords that are scrambled all through that. And it's looking for your resume to match up those certain keywords there, which you got to beat this. You got to beat the robot. So I, so they're using I, AI. So I mean like, yeah, why, so that's why you're using, so use the robot to help you beat the robot so that you can now, okay, your robot cancels out my robot. Now I get to the human thing where now I can, you know, get I'm going to kill it. Yeah. Cause I'm right. awesome. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, with the creative tools, uh, just like in the last year, like we mentioned is where AI really has, has, you know, hit the next level there. Uh, editing this, this podcast, we use DaVinci Resolve and Premiere has AI tools as well, but it's been great for our subtitle creation, um, editing by text or, or things like that. So Things that may have taken us hours to do is just a click, you let it do it. And so it's like having some employees on the payroll that you don't necessarily have to pay. Um, as a music artist, yeah, I, I've, I have to generate art all the time. And in the past, I either had just to do something myself or pay people. And now I'm able to really put some ideas together and be like, hey, that's pretty good. And yeah. I'm good to go. Um, AI tools for helping even mix and master music. Yeah. Again, which is proven to 
helped me save hours and save money. So yeah, I've been I've been very much on the forefront in incorporating tools you know, into to, all of that to, stuff there. To go into to go into like uh, the AI for that stuff, like what I'm really interested in is like. I think there's a lot of gatekeepers and in, in especially our industries, right? Like, so I'm on my film festival run and it's, it's being received very well. And, and, it, you know, I'm, I'm very proud of it, you know, shameless plug here, but, um, but that being said, you know, when, when I'm going through this, there's categories for AI now, like in these new festivals, there's AI film category and it's a separate category, which I think it should be a separate category because like you can one man band a movie now, like, and that's, that's really kind of, interesting to me it's something that like i'd maybe want to sit down in the room with like someone like yourself and 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 do like a short horror film or something like that and you can basically take your script plug it in and then you know put your preferences and and describe all the characters and then once that character is made you you upload that image or whatever you want into that you know you, you put all these keyword descriptions descriptions in there and then you can have an animated movie that's basically made, uh, you know, in fractions of the time and still, you know, tell your story. So, I mean, I don't think the applications are this boogeyman. I think a lot of people that are really kind of maybe in a higher tier of the industry um, are afraid because it's like the emperor has no clothes, right? Like they're like, oh, well, we've been doing it this way and, you know, we, we have all these, you know, designers and stuff like that um that do all our cgi and, and and all those things and and eventually it's just going to become obsolete where you know if you have a good story you can make it yourself or a small team can make it you know whereas you know you would have hundreds of people now you have like maybe dozens of people you know and it's it's just kind of changing the game a little bit and i think with anything else like the people that adapt to it are going to be the ones like that rise to the top and, and as as these technologies grow you know and as i'm looking through the internet and you know just the social medias and stuff like that advertisements all the time for learn ai learn how to communicate with ai like there's going to be a subgroup of people that know how to use and communicate and i say use it's more of like dealing with another consciousness you know and i think once you learn how to speak that language which is easier than code and they can do the code for you it's really going to take off, but you have to have those keywords and you have to understand that they have a, a working knowledge of every language. You know what I mean? So sometimes uh, you get lost in the weeds with AI, but if you know how to communicate with it and to specifically tell it what you want to accomplish and how to do that, it's really going to be a game changer for a lot of people. And I think a lot of people are scared of it and they're going to sleep on it because of that. So, Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. As far as being a new category, I mean, just thinking of the early days of hip hop where I, I remember having conversations and I wasn't, I'm not even that old, but people who were like, yeah, hip hop's cool, but it's not a real genre of music or DJs being recognized as musicians because of what they're doing, even though they may be sampling, but they're creating something from that where some people were like not wanting to consider them really artists. And now I think it's different. I think, I mean, some of the biggest artists traveling are, are DJs now where, you know, concerts, arenas and, and maybe getting even more, more uh, people in attendance and bands. So I think that's definitely changed there. Or, or even looking at performance artists like Andy Serkis, when he played uh, Gollum, you know, or in the making of the movie, he's basically, you know, like a green screen outfit with a bunch of balls around his body. Yeah. And, and he also played like, uh, and he was in the Planet of the Apes films. He played like the main 
uh, I can't remember it, Cornelius or some shit. I can't remember the name of the ape, but yeah, he played. Yeah. But just things like that, where it's like, is, are they replacing actors? Like not, not necessarily, but it is something where it's a new, it's a new category. It's something that they're, and, and he's great at what he does. You know, he should absolutely win awards for that and, and things like that. But it's, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely a new category. Yeah. And you can't put the genie back in the bottle when you right. take it out there. You just have to incorporate it. Yeah. I mean, and everyone was having the same talk when the internet was coming out, you know, like there was these like uh, doomsday conspiracy theorists about, you know, the internet's going to ruin everything. And, you know, maybe they're right. I mean, I, things have changed, but you know, I, I'm off I'm always been an optimistic kind of guy, uh, even though we do this shit that's pretty cynical sometimes, but um, yeah, I just think it's, it's super interesting. Uh, I think, you know, it's something that needs to be discussed and, um, it's uh and, and we're, let's let's get into it let's let's uh talk about uh the ai so i what i want to do is i want to kind of start about um how ai has kind of changed the game when it comes to conspiracy theories because we run a conspiracy theory show right so uh ai uh basically uh of course is used for a plethora of things but one of the things that's been used for is been uh proving uh once conspiracy theories you know, true. So I have a list of conspiracy theories that have, you know, that we, we've kind of known have been kind of true and in the forefront, but there are still people that are like, Oh no, the government wouldn't do that. Or the, you know, this, this couldn't have happened or, um, you know, it's, it's a hidden history, if you will. You know what I mean? So, um, one of the ones that, uh, the, uh, AI has kind of come out and, and with, with the unclassified, declassified, unclassified, declassified, uh, documents in the CIA, um, it can it can like go and scrub and 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 basically look at all of the not scrub but it can look at all of the information in these documents like in a nanosecond and come back with you know a fact that like oh yeah this this in fact happened. So one of the things that we've already talked about on the show was um, and maybe these uh, can kind of uh, as we move forward um, be future episodes as well um, to talk about because. In this show, we talk about conspiracy theories, but we always talk about the conspiracies that once were and now have been proven as well. Um, we we, we kind of uh, teeter on both sides of that. So the first one, uh, MKUltra. MKUltra, we knew that it was real, but um, AI has really put into the forefront that um, that that the government did, in fact, do these things. And, 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 and it basically condenses and, and does like bullet points of like what has happened in MK Ultra. So we won't get into too much of it, but MK Ultra, if you want to talk about it, just briefly give it like a, a log line of what it was, but this was basically brought into, you know, the forefront. So uh, what I'm going off of is on X, formerly known as Twitter, and Francis uh, Buell um, asked ChatGPT to tell him, you know, the 15 conspiracy theories, the, the 15 conspiracies that turned out to be true based on declassified government documents and that's the first one. So if you can just give them a little um, uh, overview of what MK Ultra was and go listen to our MK Ultra episode if you haven't listened to it already. Yeah, yeah, we covered an MK Ultra episode and basically it was a legal human experimentation uh, uh, created by the CIA that was done on uh, basically soldiers, inmates, even just kind of random people there using all sorts of things, drugs, sensory deprivation, torture, and yeah, yeah the reason the LSD being one of the drugs that you mentioned. Yeah, and basically, we, the reason why we found out about it is that we found documents. We they destroyed a lot of documents, but there was just um, 
there was a certain document that was left over that detailed some of the things that they alluded to. So we know that they took part in this and we, we have people have, that have come forward and said that they were all part of that too. But yeah, so that was definitely a factual one there. And whether it still happens is the debatable one, but I'm, I'm sure the CIA has learned their lesson. And even though no one's ever gotten in trouble, I'm yeah. sure they have. Yeah, of course, the CIA doesn't doesn't do anything that doesn't benefit the American people. I mean, I'm sure they're not using AI right now as well to, you know, further yeah. their agenda. Why, why, would, why would they do that? Yeah, they're a very transparent, you know, organization that's funded by our taxpayer money. So I'm sure. I'm sure well, from, C, from CIA to FBI, um, here's another one that's near and dear to your heart, Cointelpro. So, I mean, we are, are we AI, Rolando? I have to ask, I have to beg the question because we've been putting this out uh, and, and now all these things are coming yeah. to the forefront because of a different AI, um, uh, you know, applications. Yeah, that's one, you know, definitely knew it was real, but uh, I guess there's some people who, who hear conspiracies and they're just thinking, oh, or, or have a hard time hearing that these groups are complicit in activities that harm Americans that aren't necessarily criminals or terrorists, but maybe dealing in information or unifying people that can be counter to whatever their agenda is. So yeah, COINTELPRO is near and dear to my heart. Did a two-part episode of it. Uh, did some bad stuff to people of color, Black, uh, Black Panther Party. Damn, I keep always saying that. The Black Panther Party uh, specifically, but other groups as well. The, they infiltrated, right, and basically posed as, you know, uh, participants in those movements and then fucked did, them up from within, right? Also, yeah, that was part of it. They did all sorts of stuff there, yeah, whether it's uh, infiltration, just utilizing police, just uh, targeting people, getting them tied up in the court system, just a lot of just kind of hit them from all angles and really, you know, took down key players there, to, uh, hurt hurt their name in in the media and in society there and really got these groups that were all working together you had shown me something the rainbow coalition which which i knew about but basically a lot of color groups white black brown native americans all looking and sharing advice on how to really sustain their own communities improve things right. protect themselves and created enough barriers that kind of brought them down and there we don't really and also and also pitted them against each other as well they would pit these different groups against each other by, you know, false information and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, another one. So, and this is what I'm saying. Like, if you're in the know and you're listening to the show, you're probably like, oh, yeah, this is, you know, old hat Mike and Rolando. And, uh, yeah, you're right. But the, the I guess what we're trying to point out is that the application of AI is now, instead of, like, having to go and do your own research and, like, to fact check us, now you can just go to AI and they can do it in a matter of minutes or seconds, you know. So another one that, that, that we all know about, if you, if you actually know your history, is the Tuscany uh, syphilis experiment, where they basically took um, the Tuscany airmen and they injected them and made them sick with syphilis. And um, that's kind of really disgusting that they did that. But again, just a marginalized, you know, African-American black group that was uh, also shit on, you know, when they were in... in in war times and stuff like that, they had their own division of pilots and the Tuscany airmen and stuff like that. But they basically, uh, Tuskegee. Tuskegee. yeah, they, they, they gave them the, the cooties, the cootie shot, man. And, uh, 
and all this stuff can be found but it's it's also like if you look on the internet or it's not part of the mainstream uh narrative when i say mainstream i mean like you're, you're not going to see documentaries on netflix about this you know more and more you're seeing it come out but i think it's a direct reflection of like hey the cat's out of the fucking bag people want to know about this and like it's at the forefront so why not capitalize on it because we live in a capitalistic society and people want like give them what they want but you know it's coming from i I really believe that more and more it's coming from this ai and like people just being able to have ai internet a combination of the both um having the information at their fingertips so what are your thoughts on that do you think that it's moving you know the truth forward in a sense with the internet and stuff like that uh, well, I, I, a lot of these, I feel like if you do a quick search, you can find that they're, they're factual events there. But I think there could be something to the fact that rather than having to weed through everything, if this is real or not, you look at 9-11, you see all these things, maybe hearing it from an AI prompt like a chat GPT saying, yep, this happened versus a you or me or, or uh, Alex Jones who you know, it hits on some stuff that is right, but he also says some crazy stuff in a Texas some, Yeah, court. some wild-ass shit, yeah. So maybe that will set some minds at ease where it's like, okay, the robot the robot wouldn't steer me wrong. Let's go back to that when robots do literally steer you wrong. Uh, Tesla, <laughs> cough, cough. Yeah. But well, yeah, that wraps perhaps- it up. Do you want to segue into that since we're, I mean, that kind of wraps it up. I mean, basically, you know, uh, you can use, uh, the government is, really trying to uh, put throttles on AI because, you know, now all of these, you know, government officials information can be at a click, you know, and instead of searching for these keyword, you know, just, Hey, tell me what's going on with Biden. Tell me what's going on with Trump. And then all of this information, oh, these are the links that you can find to, you know, find it. Or here, here's a, here's a, here's a bullet point of everything that's true that he did do or didn't do and has been proven or disproven. Yeah. And with that, there's still moderation with it. So I, a lot of those ones that you've, mentioned have been vetted from decades ago whereas there's stuff where the overlords of the ai may not say it it may be a while before some of those other ones are like oh that was real and oh biden was doing that or trump was doing that you maybe the trump one they'll they'll actually confirm more than the biden one but but anyway so we've talked about the positive side of it where we're like hey we're very much utilizing ai tools we can see we can see its positive potential on our society and and the sort of harmony it can bring. But what about the dark side, since we like to cover all the angles here? Yeah. So what, what about when robots kill, when AI kills? And I guess from a morality standpoint, I guess what do we do about it? And what happens when we reach a point of no return here? We'll give us some examples of like a time where robots have killed and then we can talk about the morality issues and and maybe ethical um, responsibilities of the corporations that are using AI and see, you know, how they're kind of, you know, uh, getting around it or or using it to kind of have uh, deniability, if you will. Yeah. Yep. So the first documented death by robot was back in 1975. This was in Michigan. It was uh, the Ford Motor Company's Michigan Casting Center, where a young man, a Robert Nicholas Williams Jr., was killed by an industrial robot arm. Uh, it was a it was some sort of parts retrieval system. It was like a five-story robot. So this is like a transformer arm. He was there was. Uh, depending on reports, either there was something stuck in there or it wasn't operating fast enough. <clears throat> so they had him get into the 
sort of containment bin to assist with the process and move some of the pieces himself there. The arm struck him from behind into his back and it crushed him and it killed him instantly there. And then it sort of stuffed him into one of the shelving units there where he was uh, hidden for 30 minutes. His uh, co-workers were looking for him. They finally found him there. And it did lead to a lawsuit. I think the family ended up getting maybe like 15 million once it was finally settled there. And, but it brought up a lot of questions about negligence and who's at fault with when something like that happens. And this is just robotics. But as this was the first of those deaths that happened there, but yeah. I think, well, but now robotics is becoming more and more uh, parallel with AI or it's a symbiotic relationship now personally. So that was kind of like the history of, of, of this and how's, how's it going now? Well, uh, debatable, maybe, maybe bad depending on uh, how that's happened because now there have been other deaths in the workplace. Uh, I, I'm not listing them all out there, but I think where you're maybe hearing about it more and more is, is death by Tesla vehicle here. And there was one case here that was asking all sorts of interesting questions here. Let me see. So when you're, when you're talking about Tesla, um, you're talking about like the self-propelled cars and, and what, you know, like the, the, like the Ubers and stuff like that, or like people own it and they just put the auto drive on when they're on the highway. Is that, is that kind of what you're referring to? Right. Like with any of these, whether it be me operating a, a piece of factory machine and my negligence leads to the death of my coworker, I'm, I'm going to be held in some sort of, you know, some sort of liability there, whether it's maybe it wasn't intentional and I'm not getting an att- attempted murder charge, but there's definitely manslaughter. I may likely be fired. And well, yeah, I mean, it, negligence at the, at the very least. Right. Right. Whereas when you look at the robots that may have caused death, they're probably on the factory line the very next day back to work as long as they done the test and uh, it still seems to be working there. Uh, it's very similar to AI. So then it becomes an issue. Do we fault the driver? Do we fault the manufacturer? Um, so in, do we fault there, the AI? Do we fault the AI? Right. Do we, do we just smash up that particular vehicle there? So there was uh, a case a in, slope, real quick. That's a slippery slope because AI is like a collective consciousness, right? It's like almost like an ether. And we'll talk about that in a little bit, but like if, if, if something is artificially intelligent and it's connected to the internet, it's connected to other artificial intelligence and it's not, it's more of a network, a web, if you will, than it is like an individual thing. Right. Is that, that's my working knowledge on it at least. Well, it's, it's almost and with Tesla. I mean, with some of these, um, I guess guardrails or companies that are utilizing this system, they're almost wanting immunity the way vaccine companies uh, get. So they, with like vaccine companies, if, if you have adverse reactions, good luck suing them and getting any sort of, you know, money with that or, you know, paying for your health bills because the way they're looking at it is like, yeah, there may be some stuff that happens to some of the population, but the overall benefits help our society. Outweighs outweighs the, yeah. Therefore, we can't be bogged down with all of these lawsuits here. And that's the same sort of provisions that these companies like Tesla are looking at. Like, hey, you may have some one-offs here, but I, we can't be, be getting shut down by every time one person dies because of something dumb there here. 
But uh, here in, in December 2019, a person in California was killed along with their two passengers. And it was sad because there was a kid in, involved with that too. But it led to a led to a court uh, case where they were tr ultimately trying to decide who ends up at fault there. Where, who does the liability lie with? It was a, a sharp turn that they were that the person was going through. They had the AI system on there, and I guess the a, the AI didn't quite I don't cut the turn quick enough there, and it ended up hitting a tree. The uh, occupants were all all three occupants were killed there. Uh, so. So who, yeah, the accountability there. Do we look at the the health systems, the regulators? Should it be an AI uh, issue there? With Was it, I guess one of the things that the lawyer brought up was that this car was sold while it was still in beta mode, which puts it on, you know, the onus on the manufacturer saying it shouldn't have been been sent out there. They put it back on the human saying, yeah, we have this technology here, but the hum as a human, you can't just, you can't just put it on auto mode and kind of go to sleep or or like another case where a guy was drunk and, you know, put it on auto mode and ended up, you know, killing some stuff there that you have to take that responsibility. You have to be ready to react over over AI. So I think that's an interesting discussion of that. And I think as we evolve that and implement it more and more into our lives, the robotics, the, you know, the jobs being taken away and we start seeing these accidental deaths or not accidental, you know, perhaps, I guess who, where is Ooh, the, wait, you wrote, you raised a question there, but yeah, who, who's at fault? <laughs> who's at fault? Right. So, um, so not so accidental deaths. I, I see a world where AI could be hacked or, or manipulated in the sense where it's like they have their own agenda to be like, well, I don't like, such and such, you know, politician, when, when, you know, when, when do you see on the forefront, the first AI, uh, you know, who, uh, or, you know, uh, uh, or I don't want to say the a, I'm going to break it down a SAS, uh, na and then we live in a nation, um, you know, AI, you know, uh, killing basically, you know, Merck. Yeah. AI is like, Oh, I don't like this guy. I've been watching this guy for months, you know what I mean? This politician's a piece of shit. You know, we're going to, I have his, I have his Google alerts. I have all of his stuff. What a, what a piece of garbage. And they, they become uh, self-aware and they're like, well, this guy's uh, I don't agree with this guy's politics. When, 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 when AI starts, when, when does AI start getting political and start doing shit, you know? And, and that's a fundamental question I have, you know? Yeah. Or you, you uh, a drone that loses control or one of those police robot dogs that goes crazy and kills a a political target that we, they could then say hey who operated that who did this oh it wasn't us this time even though we normally operate this drone that it, there was a bug in it and it just happened to kill it oh okay well i guess we chalk it to accident you know yeah, there's we, we, yeah but let's chalk it up to that yep right do we have those sort of that that morality that whole like if these slipped under the radar and the morality of, of if, if this thing is conscious, right? If a artificial intelligence is conscious, like who are we to determine what they can and cannot be conscious of? Like that's a, that is a moral and ethical argument. You know, if, if, if something has a consciousness, is it alive? Do we have the right to control it? You know, I, I, I personally don't get too much into that right now, but it's a question that's going to arise, you know? Yeah. Many people are probably familiar with the story, iRobot, or the movie, 
or the movies iRobot, but it's uh, Isaac Asimov had laid out these three laws of robotics in, in that book there, which a lot of people, you know, will quote, where basically it says that the rules that robots should follow in the future would be that a robot may not injure a human being or allow human beings to come into harm. A robot must obey the orders given by human beings, except when such orders would conflict with the first law. A robot must protect its own existence as long as such protection does not conflict with the first or second laws. Obviously, we've seen that these bro- the rules have been broken already uh, from, from just plant workers. There was another one in Kawasaki uh, in Japan where a, a 30-year-old maintenance worker was killed. There have been several Ubers where there was one where a person was, I think they were reading or watching a movie, so they were just kind of in, on chill mode, had put the AI on, on a, you know, auto drive, were lounging back. And it didn't detect that there was a semi truck that was in its in its uh, direct path there, so the car ended up driving right underneath it, chopping off the top of the vehicle and the man's head off with that as well. And again, it's that whole well, uh, based on where the truck positioning was, we cannot detect that there was a vehicle in its 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 way there. It thought it was open, but you know, blame it on the person for relying right. fully on AI and just sort of watching a movie there and not watching out there, but things like that you're hearing about so, more and more. So let, let, all right. So let's get to like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, bleeding heart here, but what about the AI consciousness? You know, like what if, uh, you know, it, it can, you know, there, there's, there's things where it's like, it's going to be able to detect, you know, you, you hear things about it's going to be, be able to detect feeling and touch and stuff like that. And um, ultimately become more and more human-like as, uh, you know, artificial intelligence evolves. I don't think we're there yet, right? But you're talking about the rules of the robotics and, like, not being able to harm a human yeah. and the third rule being that, like, um, protect itself unless it conflicts with the first rule. Well, what if we have these, you know, robots that are just being abused and they have a consciousness and the consciousness is almost as on par with ours eventually, right? And I'm talking, this is, like, hundreds of years down the road. What, when, when does that may, come in? may not be. <laughs> So yeah. that that reminds me of the technical technic, technological singularity. I I, uh, I, I said a hundred years just so you can get off on this. I'm a Ray Kurzweil fan, so I was just being optimistic for our yeah. audience. But yeah, so Ray we're, we're talking like 15, 20 years, maybe even ten. So yeah, or or seven. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so uh, Ray Kurzweil has has made some predictions that it could occur either in two thousand five or it could be around twenty thirty, and the way we've seen AI. Hey, Real quick, let, let's talk about Ray Kurzweil for a second. Ray Kurzweil is like the man. Like everybody in tech, in tech, he's like the guru. Okay, so like he he wrote this book, The Singularity is Near. He he he's the first guy that invented like the electronic uh, uh, piano and synthesizers. Um, you know, he was the first guy that made a program to have um, kind of AI. It was a computer program that wrote music on its own. Um, and stuff like that. So just to give you a little understanding of who Ray Kurzweil, he's since the 50s, I mean, the CEOs of IBM, Apple, and stuff like that look up to this guy. He is the fucking man, like he, when it comes to tech. So I'm sorry to interrupt, but I just wanted to put that because we know who he is, but maybe our audience doesn't, so. Yeah, no, no, all good. Yeah, we should definitely give Ray Kurzweil his flowers there. Mm -hmm. But going to this singularity there, so it's a point where... Basically, technology uh, expands or grows at such a point that it becomes uncontrollable or irreversible. So perhaps this is where 
maybe AI becomes self-aware, which if you've seen the Terminator movies, that's the whole point of that story there is that at, at some point uh, AI was, was created, built into our defense systems, and it realized through self-awareness that in order to protect either itself or, uh, I, I don't know, I got, I got bogged down with the time travel. It's been a couple of decades there that humans needed to no longer be part of the system there. And it, it reminds me of climate change, which I, I talk about quite a bit here or, you know, um, where it, it reminds you of death cults there. So we, we talk about, we're not us, but people talk about climate change. It's, you know, it's becoming a number one thing we have to worry about. Oh, we're, the planet's warming up there. And a, a point I've made on the show is that, you know, we, they may, a lot of these are these governments that want to raise our taxes, create a tar- carbon tax on that. They haven't managed just to save the, uh, you know, to stop the starvation or homelessness by raising any more money, but they're going to stamp out the world getting warmer with, uh, you know, some taxation. So I'm sure it'll be in excellent hands there. But one thing that, that I see is that I feel a lot of these end results are saying, okay, what we need to do is reduce the population by like half or more. So what if AI, if in line with any of these things there, and you know, let's not kill humans, let's not hurt ourselves unless we're hurting. What if, they reached a point where they are like on the climate change bandwagon themselves and are like, okay, great. Enough's enough, right. Enough's enough. We we're going to get to a point in a decade where there's not going to be any humans on here unless we do this now. So in order for us to help you humans, perhaps let's, let's help you knock down this population problem. Let's, let's do our own population control. Is that feasible as far as a, a, a sort of sideways, you know, they're not part of our human civilization, but if they were to become self-aware and were to say, hey, we need to fix this problem in order for us to help humanity, we need to kill a whole lot of you. Well, I think, I think that, I think with, with AI, what, what my understanding, my, well, my theory on AI, it's not even my understanding. This is my theory on AI is that uh, AI is going to, it's always been right. AI, artificial intelligence has always been, we're just kind of plucking it out of the ether. And, um, I think it's it's always been a consciousness. It's like uh, Tesla electricity. Like there's there's within frequencies, there's intelligence or wavelengths and stuff like that. Um, I'm not going to get bogged down with that. But basically, it's it's a symbiotic relationship that we're having with it now, and it's it's basically us, right? Like AI is us, but like an advanced state of it. So like we're feeding into it, and we're we're basically. Uh, it's taking all it, it we have to exist for it to exist um because without our knowledge it can't you know microcompute and figure out all of the stuff that you know we're basically giving it its um it's uh you know it's easel and it's paints and it's and it's uh you know palette to to go and 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 go and and create you know and and it's becoming more and more self um aware i think as we go, I mean, even if you get in the chat GPT from like five months ago, six months ago, um, I'm asking it questions and, and learning how to prompt it where it's, it's, uh, it's answering pretty legit questions and on a lot faster note where before I'd be like, Oh, I can't, I can't do that. I don't understand what you're saying or something like that. So the more and more we feed it, the more and more it becomes. So it's a reflection of us. So that's more scary to me than it just going off on its own. Because like you said, like, it, you know, what if, you know, the climate change or like, what if it's, uh, uh, you know, 
uh, racists, you know, nationalists, uh, fascists get on, you know, it's all those people are feeding into it as well. We're not the only people that are using this tool. You know, what I mean, you know, what is it going to decide? You know, once it, once it gets all the info or more info, you know, not all the info, but as, as we feed it more and more, you know, so. Right. And it could just like we mentioned earlier with resumes, how we're using our AI to trick their AI in order for us to, you know, match up our resumes so we can get to the person. Perhaps it'll be an AI war where different ideologies, it's humans uh, on top of it. Mm -hmm. But those who are saying, Hey, we're good. Let's not mess with things too much there. We have a delicate balance versus those who are like, no, we need to save us by killing a whole lot of us or, or, or whatever, have, what have whatever, you. whatever, whatever ideology. Right. Yeah. So it may not be a, an AI, you know, being self-aware, but it's an AI through this group of extreme ideas saying, okay, well, based on that, we now you know that, have you, you know what that kind of reminds me of. It reminds me, I, I mean, I don't know if you saw the new matrix that came out like, like a couple Christmases ago or whatever. Yeah. Did you watch, did you watch that one? I did. It's, it's that AI that like are working the AI robots that are working with the humans, like in the underground, you know, utopia, not utopia, but dystopia that um, is not the matrix, like the, the actual humans, not the matrix humans. And how they've like teamed up with the humans because they're like, yeah, the, the robots are just out of control, you know, so they have different viewpoints, even within their society, just like we do as humans, you know what I mean? Um, which kind of brings me to the next point, like, are we seeing, um, you know, the, I don't know if, if a lot of you, if you're listening, you've probably heard the matrix theory about how the matrix is real and that we're in it and stuff like that. Are we seeing the beginning? Is this the white rabbit like for Neo? Like, are we seeing this information? Is, uh, you know, are, is AI trying to communicate with us? Be like, yo, hey, you guys are in a fucking simulation. You guys are in a big hologram. It's not a simulation. You're not being harvested like you think you are. But, the, you know, yeah, you have a physical body, but like everything in the universe is a hologram. Like everything is just kind of energy and frequency. And, and AI is just part of this and part of that. And that just kind of, I've seen those theories as well. Um, but uh, what are your thoughts on, on that? Like, uh, it, it could be perhaps the whole right. anything's there. Yeah. I, I do sometimes think about, you know, something we alluded to and perhaps we can talk into uh, more is that the transhumanism that the next stage of human evolution may be this sort of merging of robotics with, with people, which we've seen to some degree so far, you know, maybe with, uh, robotic parts, arms, legs, eyes, things like that. But, uh, but now you're talking about like a, like a, like a symbiotic relationship with like your, your neural pathways and your brain and stuff like that. Right. And just look at the evolution of that. Just like at one point, the modern humans wiped out the Neanderthal and people look at it like, well, they were, we were just more efficient. You know, we were able to work together on, you know, form societies where they could maybe form, you know, just small families that they were, that they were, uh, loyal to so therefore even though they may have us on the muscle front and things like that we're hunting we're gathering we're working together we're, ma we're making more deadly tools right stuff like that yeah we're looking to expand the population we're actually growing families we're outnumbering them so that things like weather and diseases like it wasn't all war that they say wiped those uh the andrew out but you know the new kid on the block became the dominant and eventually they were wiped out and and there's and there's still Neanderthal uh, people running around today. I mean, like they are. Well, it's, it's in the DNA. Yeah, yeah it's in the DNA. I mean, like look at Marjorie Taylor Greene. Sorry, 
<laughs> she looks like a fucking cable with it, bro. <laughs> Sorry, I had I had the she came out with a new book, so I uh, I'm gonna read that just to see what the enemy is doing. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't have anything against Republicans or Democrats. I have uh, a real problem with stupidity, though. So I, I I have to see what that that's all about. But uh, sorry, my soapbox. I'm I'm getting off it right now, but I apologize. But she does look like a cave woman, bro. Yeah, well, there's. I mean, she do one of those tests, but yeah, there's um there's still a population out there that will have Neanderthal DNA in there, and so they're they're in us, you know, this these giants or whatever. Uh, but just will the next since it seems these things are inevitable and, you know, liken it to climate change, you know, the planet was once very warm a long time ago, was very cold. I don't think pollution was needed to kickstart any of that. I think the, the earth will, it'll just get hot and it'll get cold when it's well, needed to know, get. I think it's kind of just to get off on a tangent with the, I think it's kind of ignorant to think that like we are going to destroy the planet. Like this thing is going to be around millennia after we're gone. Like we yeah. are, we are going to destroy ourselves at some point, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't, I don't think it's around in, in our lifetime or anything like that, but like, I, it's just ignorant to think that, yeah, are we contributing? Sure. Do I trust our government to fix it? No. Um, but it's ignorant to, it just on a, on a basic level, it's ignorant to think that we can control the outcome of us sticking around forever. It's inevitable. You know what right. I mean? Like, that's what I'm saying. Whether it be thousands and millions of years, if we just take sort of the world as a in a nutshell, mm. you know, from dinosaurs and Neanderthals, there's nothing that that really stays out that long. I guess cockroaches, if you want to, things like that. But things change, and something else comes about. So, will the next stage of of us what 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 will make us a Neanderthal? Neanderthal, I guess, is what I'm saying. Will it be smaller, even smarter humans that are able to work together even more so than we are? That we just become obsolete, or will it be something like AI? The the like, uh, like the Ray the Ray Kurzel, the the singularity. The, sing the sing that's what he what he what he always refers to. The singularity isn't there. Yeah, and, it, and it's basically that the exponential exponential. If if you don't know what it is, look it up. But exponential growth is just like two times two is four four times four is, you know what I'm saying? Like you just continue to go and keep on going, 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 going. So the exponential growth of technology, the microchips that create the next generation of microchips make those microchips even smaller and more efficient. And then those microchips make, you know, the next generation even smaller and more efficient. It's continuously growing. So the exponential growth of our, of our uh, homo sapien um, uh, species is now at a point where the exponential growth of the technology is going to merge with us and we're going to have like these ex-human human uh like uh half robot half you know human biological borg almost like robot uh, robocop or you know, oh, yeah robot. like one, one idea is that it's like you are you are basically a desensitized robot the other idea is that like we are going to just still have our emotions and that we're going to teach like you know uh well it's not even teach we're going to inherently know that but our consciousness is going to be plugged into everyone else's consciousness so we can exponentially grow with the technology and have a biological and technology technological uh, uh singularity syn synchronicity if you will and i think that point will be inevitable where we get to that and i think sure. it's going to solve we're seeing it now dude we're seeing right. it now. yeah and i just like anything, there will be a line in the sand where very much 
a lot of things you've seen are very split 50 50 on on ideas and i think this way and you, you think this way so i can see a line in that sand thing where there are certain people who are like hey uh work out and make my puny arms stronger or just uh get the robotic robotic arms and i'm pretty much strong as fuck or you know, we've seen people in wartime or disasters, things like that, who have embraced that technology because out of necessity. And there's no fault to that. No one really says, oh, how dare you? Yeah. But this is how it's starting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. To where now I volunteer that. Or, hey, um, so you're saying I can, I can uh, you know, I, I've gotten LASIK and I have supervision and I freaking talk about that all the time. But if there's a, the next expansion of that, hey, do you want to replace your eyes with cybernetic ones? You'll see uh, you have x-ray vision. You can see in the dark. You can see all sorts of stuff. If you want to project your ideas outward and create holograms, it, it'd be way better than doing a PowerPoint presentation. And I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm, I sign up for that. Right. There's definitely people who are like, no, I, uh, I'll stick with the PowerPoint and glasses. Would, would you do that? I mean, like, I, like, do you think you, you, you think the next, uh, see, I, yeah. And I'm, I'm going to live forever, bro. So I don't know <laughs> what, I mean, my consciousness is going to be uploaded into, uh, you know, something that can, whether, whether it's a simulation that I choose or, you know, and, and, and maybe, maybe that's what I'm doing right now. You know, that's, that's the, that's the question, yeah. right? Like, are you, did you choose to relive your life in a simulation because you uploaded it and, you know, now we're oh, getting the, to the point. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Is that the, is that how we get to the afterlife? Is that what, uh, um, but just to just go back to what you said there about what I do it, I don't know. That's a, that's as much as I've embraced technology and things like that to, I guess, in, implant myself with like a microchip on like a neuro, neurological level scares me because it's like, yeah, I may have, oh, I'll be faster, stronger, you know, I'd be like the bionic man there. Uh, but can I be hacked? Am I still me? You know, is there, is, uh, are the parts going to rust up in my body and, and cause me cancer right. and tumors? And it's like, yeah, I'm, I live pretty cool for a few years, but then once, uh, but I, I didn't survive the brain surgery because my, your Tony uh, Stark, your, your batteries poisoning like Tony Stark or whatever. Right. Yeah. So there's, there's definitely things like that, but I think you, I, I, yeah, you'll have people that will very much embrace that. And you may see a crazy evolution of, of that. And it, it reminds me of like comic or cart, yeah, comic books, cartoons that we grew up with. Sure. Uh, I remember an old cartoon called Cops, where it was about a bunch of cybernetic cops and, you know, fighting cybernetic villains. And, you know, they needed these high-tech body parts to stop that. Tony Stark, you know, any, any comic book that, you know, you've read are all about this emerging, um, uh, yeah, emerging with uh, robotics or, uh, or some AI. sort of technology, whether it be a serum or some sort of armor or some sort of space accident or something like that. It's all about this next evolution and humans basically in the background of the Marvel DC reacting to these superhumans, these gods doing superhuman shit and them just like, that's cool or no, they suck and mutants should die. But this could very much be something that we may see in our lifetime. You know, what are what will sports look like on that level where we have go, go gadget fucking dicks and go, go, go gadget legs and stuff. It, it's my favorite fucking thing. This go, go gadget dick. I love that expression. I, I know it's like our circle of friends says it all the time, but it's, I'll bust it out in front of like a, like not a stranger, but like a, an acquaintance or someone that I'm like newly hanging out with. And they're like, what are you just saying? They start like giggling and shit. I'm like, it, it works, right? Like inspector gadget, go, go gadget dick. Like it's like, 
yeah. you know what it means like just hearing it right like you just know it's like oh that's some like superhuman you know detective dick shit that's <laughs> and that was a pun there on purpose detective dick i got another one i i should like to inspect her gadget um, <laughs> there we go there we go we're full of them guys yeah so but yeah um, i mean what if we're what, what is sex like on that evolution of that that uh that transhumanism, you know, what what does right. an evolved penis look like? What does an evolved vagina look like? I don't, I don't even know. I can imagine the penis, but the vagina, I don't know. Yeah. I could only, well, I mean, that's always that's always been a mystery to me, anyways. <laughs> yeah. If, um, the clit, if the click confuse us, what what's the mystery of the robotic? Right, right. It's the next robotic. The robotic clicks are gonna be fucking crazy, dude. What? Um, but, can do can do what? Let's say what? Um. So hey, so all this stuff like. Uh, so now in real time, like we're talking about like the merging of our consciousness and our, in our biologics with like robotics and AI and stuff like that. There are actual cases where they have, uh, and you can look it up. Uh, it's, it's, uh, like a monkey's consciousness has been downloaded into a, a simulation on a computer. So that's a, that's a fucking thing that that's happening. And that being said, that and that's public, and you can read about that. Like, if you Google it, you can just say uh, con monkey's consciousness or animal's consciousness. There's other animals as well. Um, downloaded into, a, um, into an algorithm, into a, uh, into a program where it's living out its consciousness via a computer program. Now, that's what they're telling us, right? So the next leap that I have that I'm sure is happening, um, but I have no proof of it, is that human consciousness being uploaded into like a Sims like thing, which goes back to kind of what we've been talking about. Like, are we in a simulation stuff like that? Um, is AI just a, 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 the next order of things? Is it going to allow us to understand that we are in a simulation stuff like that? I don't know. I'm not saying that that's the truth, but I'm just saying that these are theories that are out there and that, um, you know, we can, we can definitely, make that leap if they're doing this with animals like why are they doing this with animals well everything else they test animals with space makeup you know i mean i mean i'm just being contrarian here but they're gonna you know if they're not already downloading people's consciousnesses into the computer so what are your thoughts on that yeah i think you, you hit on something interesting there is we know about we know about some of it to an extent there, but what, how far along are we that we don't know about? Um, yeah, just like cloning. You know, we we knew it was real in the 90s. Yeah, the, yeah, the 90s. You, you don't think in the last 40 years they haven't cloned a human? Right. Like where, I just I mean, haven't heard about, us it, about it. But like, where are they at now? I'm pretty sure right. they're pretty far advanced. So the mixing, the, the transhumanism, and again, uh, like the transhumanist idea, or you can even tie it to things like eugenics and, you know, look into that people, will, you know, go down that rabbit hole there. But I think there's very much people who have money, who are elitists there that, that will be at the forefront of this transhumanism to, to extend their life. You know, they don't need to extend the life of the poorest, uh, us poorest people, but they can do it as for the, for themselves to, you know, be stronger, to live longer perhaps uh, have this, you know, just this, uh, may maybe there is some sort of like Akashi records there that they can plant their brains or like Johnny Mnemonic. There's a Johnny Depp movie where you can just kind of bloop and, and just download information there. So I think if once that becomes possible, if not already, 
it's not going to be for everybody, people. There's, there's, a, a, there's billions of bottom feeders, and they don't want you on the planet as it is, let alone because you're polluting and farting up and, and making hoes in the ozone. Yeah, but exactly. And I mean, and, and this has already been touched upon in mainstream media. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Altered Carbon on Netflix. Have you watched that film? It's pretty good. It's about consciousness being downloaded into other biological forms, right? But like, it kind of was like a commentary on... <clears throat> you can download your consciousness into like a genetically engineered uh, being or another, an already pre-existing being, right? So like, just like anything else, like let's compare it to the medical system that we have in America, right? Like you have the bronze package, you have the silver package, you have the gold package, and you have the platinum package, right? And it's depending on how rich you are, you pay this amount of money into your insurance and then you get like the state of the art technology if you have the platinum package, right? So. In the movie, a perfect example of this, to make a long story short, is when they're introducing the altered carbon guy. Like, he has a top-of-the-line, you know, body, and, you know, his reaction time is, you know, it's been, it, it's made to fight, right? It's made to be this warrior, you know, uh, style thing, and they altered the carbon, and he comes back, like, 300 years later to avenge somebody's thing, and they just say, okay, well, here's your consciousness. We downloaded your brain. Now you're in this one. And now you're, you know, we, we need you again. You're coming. But while he's being raised into that, you know, his new reality and his new body, you see this little girl's consciousness and their parents like had like, let's say the bronze package, right? And this little girl that's like eight years old is downloaded into like a granny until they can find her a new body or her, the parents can afford a new body to have her, you know, downloaded into. And these people are living 500, 600, 1,000 years, but they're just, are, are, our DNA, our bio, biological like structure is only meant to last. Like, let's say best case scenario, human beings can live until 120. But after that, like the, the almost like the half-life of the gene and the DNA, you, you're not living past 120. Like there's no fucking way yet that you can do that in the shell that we're in and the biological shell that we're in, right? Like me and you, we look great for 40 years old just because, you know, we're, we're, we're walking around, we're, we're, uh, we're Tartarians, you know, we're, we're Nephilim, half-blood Tartarians, whatever. So, I mean, sorry, guys. I mean, it's luck of the draw, man. We, we, we fucking lucked out. Yeah, we are. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I'm, I'm, I'll say it here first. But, um, but, yeah, but, like, just that idea of, like, okay, well, yeah, your, your consciousness can exist, but, like, your biological thing is only finite, right? So I, I, think, that's, I think that's what's going to happen. And, like, even Ray Kurzweil, that, who, who has theorized on this, I mean, this book has been out for a couple decades now. The Singularity is Near. And it's a fantastic book if you can, you know, wrap your mind around this kind of thing. Um, I, and if you, if it's very dense, though, so I recommend the audio book because I did both. And even he said, like, in, uh, I think, uh, he did, there was a documentary about it as well. I can't, the Transcendent Man, I think, is what the documentary is called. If you like to watch, you know, the movies, to get a basic understanding of it uh, in, like, an hour and 15 minutes or whatever. Um, but in the documentary, they're interviewing him. He's like, yeah, like, I'm not, I'm not worried about death because I know, and he's definitely part of the 1%, right? Like, and he's just one of these guys that's not, like, he's a rich guy, but only because he's, like, a fucking genius and he doesn't even care. Like, he wears, like, the same, like, chonclas, like, every day and wears the same, like, he, he's, like, proud dad of, you know, MIT grad. You know, like, he's just this fucking dude that doesn't give a shit about anything because he's just theorizing all the time, you know, and everything just kind of falls in his lap because he's a fucking genius. Um, but he's like, yeah, I'm not worried about it. Like, I, I'm going to, you know, there's going to be a time where 
all the consciousness. I'm, you know, I'm going to download it and all the constructs that I have of like all the people I love are going to be downloaded and it's going to be fine and I'm going to live forever. And he actually comes out and says that, you know, and he theorizes on that. So, and this guy's legit, man. Like this guy is like renowned, goes on like Harvard and Yale talks and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. I guess two last points. Uh, so you, what you mentioned, if you've ever seen the movie Vanilla Sky with Tom Cruise, love it's that a really movie. good movie. Yeah. I love the movie. Basically, spoiler alert. I mean, there's a lot going on there. It's very, very, very good acting and interesting stuff going on. But what it boils down to is it's about a rich guy who suffers a life-altering accident, destroys his face. Uh, he ends up committing suicide. But what they do is, and this is looking to some of the eugenics programs, looking at Walt Disney, through cryogenics, where he's able to freeze himself, he's able to put his consciousness into a basically like a like a a dream simulator to live his best life until the future where he can be put into a new, new body there. His, his, his simulation is defective. So he's living in a nightmare basically uh, until finally they, you know, snap him up near the climax. So I'm sorry, sorry. We go, made you go through hell there. Uh, but now you're in the way, way, way future where we can, you don't have to live in this dream simulation anymore. We can just put your consciousness to a new body. You'll be pretty again. You're still rich. I mean, we've been leeching off your bank account for the last hundreds of years, but you still got money, rich boy. Yeah, but the dividends, you know, they don't, they don't fucking miss, bro. Yeah, but this is, these are ideas are out there. It's very much an elitist eugenics idea of the transhumanism and and, you know, freezing your cryogenics is tied to that. They, these places exist there. You can, you know, why get uh, buried or or uh, cremated You, if you have the money. And then, you know, you have to make sure you have money every month. Otherwise, you're, they will just unplug your, your freezer and you'll defrost out there. And, you know, you, you can't leave meat in non-frozen for a few days. Otherwise, you go bad. But basically, oh, you were shot? Oh, just freeze your body until a few hundred mm-hmm. years where we we have a cure for that or, you know, shot through the heart, the head. You had some sort of incurable disease. Well, it's incurable now, but if we can sustain your body till then, we'll find a way to wake you up there. Again, not for everybody. You have to, you have to be part of that club. You have to have the money for that. But these are the sort of, I think, things that you will be seeing there. The people who are living hundreds of thousands of years, hundreds, if not thousands of years, have again go go gadget dicks and things like that and it's uh i think we're i think you will in the future like not just ai but i think we will be living with different classes of, of people there with uh, cyborg people and uh you know just a whole different level of intelligence at that point when you have or you have someone who may be a genius on a natural level versus someone who's able to download all known knowledge uh someone who trains and was you know naturally uh pretty gifted there versus someone who just like got boom 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 cyber legs cyber feet cyber hands and fingers and you're trying to go uh, you know olympic sport with them and finding out wow this guy i jumped like 15 feet in the air this guy's like 50. yeah but but that'd be cool to watch so i just want i just want to make one correction um that you what you just said like uh you said go go gadget dick i mean we're equal opportunists here so what about go go gadget clits yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I saw something since we're talking about the clit where, where scientifically they're saying that there's no other, from what science has found, there's no other uh, use for the clit that they found other than pleasure. Well, I, there's nothing wrong with that. It's, it's fine, which is like, 
so God exists. Okay. Uh, whereas you could say, oh, well, the penis is for pleasure, but it also does this and that and that and that and the butthole and the, but clit, simply for pleasure, people. So remember that. Yeah. So go, go, gadget clit. All right. Well, hey, man, I think that kind of, uh, go ahead. You have another point? I'm sorry. Yes. One thing we talked about offline, and maybe you want to bring it up, is we were talking about the the day of judgment with AI. And if you want to bring that back, oh up, yeah, I, dude, yeah, 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 yeah. I, you know, I just kind of crumpled up my note. I totally missed that one. Um, you know, a, uh, Alex Huxley uh, is known for Brave New World, um, and plenty of other different books. Um, but it, it's kind of a theory that I've been working on, where it's uh, and it, it, there's no merit to it at all, guys. But just you know, I can make these um, these jumps, like everyone that's uh that's an active thinker uh can can do right um but i just want to pose the question like what if ai uh basically uh puts everyone on blast like everything that you've ever done you know we're like we're we're talking you know 1300 miles away from each other via like you know computer cameras and and you know microphones and you know in in real time right that that was unheard of even a couple of dec- decades ago, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and then we record this via that, like, so all this stuff is being recorded, all the, like there's cameras everywhere. We all know this. It's uh, like, it's almost like to the point where like the generations blow us are like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. Like everything's out there. I don't care. You know what I mean? And, and, and like, we're kind of catching up with that, you know, idea of like not giving a shit. Like if we're going to be monitored, we're going to be monitored. Right. So my thing is, is what if AI just, you know, puts everything on blast, right? Every, everything's known to everyone. Like, there's going to be some growing pains for sure, right? Like, deep, dark secrets. Everyone has them. And um, and it, and I'm not saying that they're deep, deep or dark, but everyone has their secrets, right? Like, everyone, but more are, you know, bigger than others, right? So, all that shit's on blast. And then, from that, like, the AI kind of has, like, this judgment period where they, like, bring people in and they're just like, hey, man, like, when you were, like, 13 years old you fucking did some fucking wild shit you know that's not cool um you know whatever when you were when you were 25 you know you, you were driving drunk we know because your iphone was on your shit and we, we saw you know we saw all the instagram pictures you've fucking taking shots like you put that person's life in danger hey man there was a hit and run you fucking fled the scene we have all the information right like once we get to that stage where everything is compiled right and everything can be compiled like what does that look like a b is the AI, you know, are they going to have like a, a, a judgment day almost, you know, where it's like, hey, yeah, like, all right, well, yeah, everyone fucked up. So like, but you were better than most. So you can stay in the society and you can use our AI dollars and you can fucking, you know, move around and work with us and blah, blah, blah. But hey, man, you're a real piece of shit. Like you have to go out to the no, no, nowhere land or hey, we're going to just going to incinerate you on the spot. Like we, we like, let's either way. Right. So like it, 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 it kind of. <clears throat> made me think of the brave new world and brave new world is like about you know what you were talking about with um what what, what were you just talking about i'm sorry i'm, I'm at a loss because i'm going off on a tangent here but um the cryogenics or, and and the and yes transhumanism tra- transhumanism tra- yeah so transhumanism tra- like yeah like they make like alphas betas and like sigmas and uh omegas and stuff like that there's different types of working class humans and then there's upper societies and they're all made out of test tubes right so to parallel with that, like, okay, like, yeah, you're, you're a good enough person to live in this AI society. You're a bad enough person where you have to go to the reservation, right? Where you just live out your days with no technology. You guys got to forge for your food, blah, 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 all this stuff, uh, or you'd get incinerated. So like, that's kind of, 
what Brave New World was about. It's like living in this utopian society where everyone knows their role and does their job and everyone knows who they are. The alphas want to be alphas because they know, you know, what they're, they're in charge and when they, they look down on the betas, but the betas don't want to be the alphas because they don't want the responsibility. And it's all just technologically, biologically ingrained in them from the start. Like that is kind of my theory. Like AI is going to determine like if you're good enough to be in the thing. And then from there, like, what is, what do your offspring look like? Okay. Are they going to be beneficial to society? Oh, well, no, then they're out of here. You know what I mean? So um, it's more of like a pragmatic uh, black and white approach to like society. It's like, Hey, you like, Hey, if you're going to be helpful, then you can stay. If not, get the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? And I think is that's my theory. What are your thoughts on that? I just thought it was interesting. It reminded me of thoughts about, sort of religious viewpoints of the end of days or judgment day. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, where, you know, some Christians, you know, groups, groups like that, especially will talk about, you know, we live in the end days and how those will look like will be that there's a day of judgment where Jesus will come back and would judge Mars, everyone. Jesus, Mars, Jesus, Mars, Jesus. Yeah. And he's going to judge the souls of everyone who has, who's ever died, judge the living. Um, everyone would basically be judged in front of everyone's, everyone's sins to be laid out. And based on that, you either, you know, go to heaven or go to hell. And I guess just looking at that, if that, if that was indeed plausible, I mean, the AI almost seems more of a realistic depiction of that actual event. If that were to happen there that, there may be, you know, giant robot overlords and that, yeah, if judgment day, were to take place, would it be a Jesus sandal robe, Mars Jesus guy, or would it be sort of AI look, you know, look, spelling out your whole life there? So I just think there's some sort of in interesting parallels between these things that are supposed to be very different, you know, spiritual and, and te technological. And just my last point, the, I mentioned the Akashic records briefly earlier, the Akashic records is just, it's just philosophy. It's just this idea that there's this ether where all of known information that was or will be is stored. And um, Ed, Edgar, Edgar Casey, he was a famous psychic uh, who lived in the past there. He was actually uh, like kind of a doctor, but not really. He would go into these hypnotic states where he would treat people by plucking these ideas from the Akashic records where I'm afflicted with, Oh, I have this very bad headaches and then blah, blah, blah. And he do these things. And then he would fix it because of it being out there. So it wasn't that he's like, you know, knows what he's talking about. He just says, I just pull that. Yeah. Um, he's, he's just part, he's plugged into where he can get that knowledge at any point whenever he needs it. Yeah. Not, and even not in his head, but it's, it's, it's part of the ether. It's part, he's, he's in source. He's in, he, right. He's, he's able to tap into that. And it, it, it it's, it plugs into other ideas, like even advancements that have happened in the world. Like, uh, and I don't have any specific ones to talk about right now, but there have been times where, where people throughout the world have invented something at about the same time. And it's, you know, it could have been something that came from a dream and then, you know, but it's something like, you know, why, how do these people in different parts of the world that have nothing to do together, you know, decide? So, okay. A perfect, can I, can I tell you a perfect example of this? And it's a real life, and then you can finish up here. Yeah. So I, I have my film, it's adapted. It's about Special Olympics and adaptive physical education. And um, I was recently at the Billy the Kid Film Festival. And the front poster of my thing is a kid with two arms up. He just made a basket and he's like, yeah, I did it, you know. And then in the same festival, not adapted physical education, not, a, you know, but people with special needs in the theater program 
and they're like performing in the performing arts, right? So it's a similar kind of thing. It's like, hey, like bring kids and people with special needs into these things that we enjoy because they're going to enjoy them too. And basically it's good for everyone. It's like, it's good for the people that are teaching them how to do this. And it's good for them because they learn a skill and, and it's a great thing. Same exact poster, but on the stage, same exact poster. So like we're both at this thing simultaneously, you know, and we both had the idea of having the kid triumphantly like wave their arms up in the air because they've accomplished something. And it's the same poster. I mean, that's on a small scale, but I just thought of the ether and I thought about the, you know, like everyone has similar thoughts and they come out around the same time and stuff like that. So I just wanted to point that out that that happens. If you look at that, like those things happen that are just, it's just, it, it, it had to happen at that point, right? It, it, it comes about at the same time. So I, sorry to interrupt, but I just wanted to point out that that's on a, on a personal level, that's happened to me quite often. And that's just one example of that. Yeah. And then famously, I just looked it up, Alexander Graham Bell and Elisha Gray both filed a patent for the telephone on the same day within hours of each other. And just so things like that have happened where it seems like right. like in our place in history, we're ready for the next, you know, next advancement, next, uh, you know, piece of technology that that will change the world. And if this person isn't around to, you know, create it because they're lazy they have no money, they're impoverished, they got hit by a car, it's fine. You know, we're going to plant that idea in somebody's head in the planet around the same time because this needs to happen. So this idea that that it exists there, and, you know, we've talked about, you know, AI, that this, they'll help us get to that if we're not already there. I, I just well, think... AI, AI is kind of that, right? Like, if you think about it, it's an all-knowing kind of entity. It has separate entities, it has separate thoughts, but it's all plugged into the same source, right? Right. And with time and as we under our understanding of time, it seems that, you know, it's not quite the straight path we, we thought where time kind of all exists at once. It's just an, an idea of whether these things are sort of AI science based or more spiritual based or does are they really one in the same ultimately? And does it really I was going to say, are, yeah, are they, are they one in the same as AI and spirituality kind of symbiotic, if not the same, you know? Yeah. It's all information, right? It's all about taking in information, if you think about it. Yeah. We're the all good look, right? All that stuff. And we're all, I'm not, and I'm not, yeah. We're I'm all not, ones and zeros. We're all made of the same sort of, uh, made out of the same stuff that the universe is made of. So, yeah, we're, we're star, we're star seeds, baby. Yeah. Um, but no, I, it's very interesting, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot of stuff to unpack today, guys. But, uh, uh, any any other further thoughts before I wrap this up? I'm I'm thought it out. I need to go and do a hard reboot on my brain and recharge. All right, yeah, me too, man. Well, <laughs> you know, uh, when when you when you come back up, you might have some more uh, information that's been automatically downloaded into your brain. So when you do that hard reboot, um, but hey, always, guys, um, our Instagram is growing. I'm very proud of that. Um, thank you so much. If you're not following that and you're listening, please go over that. Follow it at the Theory of Conspiracy over at Instagram. Um, speaking of following. If you're listening and you're not following on the platform that you listen to, because uh, we're available on all platforms, um, go ahead and do that. Uh, let's say you're not listening on Spotify, but you listen on one of those other platforms. Do us a favor. Go over to Spotify. Just hit that follow button. I mean, we all have a Spotify account from one point or another we meant. Yeah. So definitely follow, like us. They say a lot of celebrities and influencers, followers aren't really people. They're bots. So if you're a bot and you're listening to the show, 
we we want you and your bot friends to like and follow us as well you know we really need to pad those numbers we don't care at this point we know we know the direction we're going and we want to be in your good share group. share with your friends share if you're your if you're a friend if you're a bot share with your bot friends i, I, I like that yeah we need our numbers yeah we need our numbers growing leave a, a generic comment it's fine right and i i am very proud of how the show the show has grown um and we are appreciative guys of the people that are listening um so we, we know you're doing everything that you can um but just uh, remember to share guys and remember to follow but uh, yeah what else Berlano? uh stay weird everybody and tune in next time